0: Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the Editor-in-Chief of the Journal, and today we will be discussing the article, Tactile Perception of the Roughness of 3D Printed Textures. This article was chosen for January's APS Select, a collection of the very best original research published by the American Physiological Society. Before we begin, let's meet our guests.
1: Hi, my name is Chelsea Timms. I'm a doctoral student at New York University in the Computer Science Department. I work in computer graphics, in geometric modeling and fabrication, and I'm interested in incorporating what we know about human perception to create interesting objects.
2: Hi, I'm Esther Gardner, I'm a professor of neuroscience and physiology at New York University School of Medicine, and I study the sensory and motor functions of the hand in humans and monkeys. I have spent most of my career examining how touch receptors in the hand are used to recognize objects and how this information guides skilled movements of the hand. Much of our research concerns natural hand behaviors, so I was particularly interested in collaborating with Chelsea using objects she had manufactured with 3D printing to examine how they were perceived when humans touch and grasp them.
0: Could you give us a brief background on the research of roughness perception?
2: I hate to sound like a philosopher, but we need to define what we mean by roughness before we review what is known about it. The term roughness itself is somewhat imprecise. Physically, roughness refers to height differences on a surface, which can be described in a number of ways in terms of surface geometry. The dimensions of the surface elevations that form textures, which we call textons, are a key feature of textured surfaces. Generally, a rough surface causes uneven pressure on the skin when touched statically and elicits vibrations when stroked. These two properties, pressure and vibration, determine the physical stimulus delivered to the skin when we touch a textured surface with our fingers. Most manufactured textures used in earlier studies consist of grids of textons arranged in geometric patterns, like braille words or gratings or dots placed on a surface. Previous neurophysiological studies by Ken Johnson, John Phillips, Elaine Chapman, and their various colleagues and psychophysical studies begun in the early 20th century by David Katz and extended by many other psychologists have shown that physical arrangement of neighboring textons in the texture modifies the sensation evoked by individual textons in isolation. The resulting force profile on the skin when you press your finger down on the texture and the vibrations evoked when you move your fingers across the texture are therefore determined by both the dimensions of the individual textons and their spacing and arrangement on the surface.
1: The beauty of the 3D printing technology we use to produce our textures and the parametric modeling techniques used to design them is that we can specify the dimensions of the textures. We are able to define the height and shape of the individual textons comprising the surface and their mean wavelengths, the spacing between textons. These features enable quantitative evaluation of surface properties that give rise to sensations of roughness. This is important because we would like to study natural textures and understand why they are perceived as smooth or rough. In general, research in tactile perception of natural scenes is still limited when compared with, say, the senses of vision or hearing. Much of the previous work has been qualitative rather than quantitative, mainly because of the difficulty in quantifying the tactile textures used as stimuli. It should be emphasized that tactile perception is very complex. The skin of the human hand contains four different types of mechanoreceptors that respond to various forces in the skin, such as indentation or lateral stretch. They are also sensitive to motion across the skin and how these forces change over time. Texture perception has multiple distinct dimensions that interact in complex ways, including rough or smooth, hard or soft, and slippery or sticky. Here we are using stimuli of a single material to study smoothness independent from the other qualities.
0: How has new technology such as 3D printing changed the way you investigate roughness perception?
1: 3D printing has become much more accessible in recent years, and it has also become more reliable and higher resolution. For this work, we created stimuli using stereolithography 3D printing. In stereolithography, a light source, such as the DLP projector used in our 3D printer, is used to shine light onto photosensitive liquid resin. The light solidifies the resin in very thin layers according to the geometry of the target object. And over time, the full solid object is created. The benefit is that with this type of technology, it is possible to design any custom 3D surface and manufacture it quickly and accurately. Our 3D printer has a resolution of 50 microns, which means that the geometry can be precisely controlled, allowing us to make stimuli with very fine features. The process has a big advantage over previously used methods to create or derive stimuli for roughness perception experiments. Unlike with sandpapers or existing natural materials, the complex surface geometry of our stimuli is predefined and we know exactly what it looks like. And unlike with milling or photo embossed dots, we can define and manufacture any complex 3D texture. We are not limited to just gratings or just one particular type of bump. We have full control to define the geometry of the object, which is important because roughness is a direct property of the surface geometry. For this particular set of experiments, 3D printing allowed us to decompose textures into three components. The spacing of texture elements, the arrangement of texture elements, and the texton shape, meaning the diameter and surface contour of each texton. The varied set of surfaces allowed us to compare the effects of these texture dimensions on human percepts of smoothness and roughness.
0: What computational and empirical methods did you employ in your study?
1: We used 3D modeling to define the stimuli for our study. Our stimuli were bump textures. They were flat plates with raised one millimeter tall bumps shaped like truncated cones. These truncated cone bumps served as our textons that made up our textures. Most of our textures had textons arranged in isotopically filtered noise patterns, meaning they were randomly arranged according to a consistent and controllable average spacing. The wavelengths used in these experiments were generally smaller than those that have been used in previous studies of texture. Our wavelengths ranged from 0.6 millimeters to 1.4 millimeters. We also controlled the size and shape of the bumps. Their tips could be either flat or rounded, and varied in diameter from 0.1 millimetres to 0.5 millimetres. One interesting note is that we found the mean width of fingerprint ridges in our subject pool to be about 0.4 millimetres, meaning that our textons typically stimulated only one single papillary ridge, and even the largest barely spilled over into an adjacent ridge. In addition, the spacing of textons in our experiments was greater than an individual papillary ridge. So even the narrowest wavelengths we tested left one unstimulated ridge between neighboring textons.
2: The experimental protocols we used were relatively simple and did not require expensive machinery to test the various features of the textures because we didn't have sufficient funds to acquire a fancy rotating drum stimulator for what was originally a preliminary study. We used two alternative force choice protocols with active touch to allow subjects to palpate the surfaces in the most natural way they wanted. In each trial, the subject was presented with a pair of texture plates. The texture plates were placed in a case with two windows, exposing the textured surface to the subject's fingers. Each subject was asked to stroke both textures simultaneously, using two fingers on their right hand. And they moved their hand at whatever speed felt comfortable. They were then asked to use a keyboard to indicate which surface felt smoother. For each stimulus pair, we noted which texture was judged smoother, and we repeated the stimuli multiple times. Each texture was tested on digit two on half the trials and on digit three on the remaining trials. We used active touch because we were interested in learning how subjects would use their hands to palpate the textures and to examine the most natural way humans interact with such surfaces. We used simultaneous stimuli to allow direct comparison of stimulus pair. The subject didn't have to remember what the first texture felt like in order to evaluate the second one. In addition, the subjects moved their fingers together at the same speed, allowing us to distinguish the relative smoothness of the surfaces independent from the velocity of touch. Now, why did we ask subjects to rate which surface felt smoother? rather than which one was roughest. This is primarily a semantic issue, but also an important perceptual judgment. In previous psychophysical studies, Susan Lederman and Roberta Klatsky observed that humans clearly understood what was meant by a smooth surface, but had individual definitions of roughness.
0: So smoothness it was. What were your findings?
2: We originally started by looking at the spacing or wavelength of our textures. In the first of what turned out to be four sets of experiments, subjects compared textures with short wavelengths that ranged from 0.6 to 1.4 millimeter. We found that textures with small wavelengths or closer text on spacing were perceived as smoother. Subjects could distinguish textures that differed in wavelength by about 20%, regardless of the base wavelength. Even though the text on spacing was smaller than the receptive fields of individual slowly adapting touch fibers, the touch fibers that have the smallest receptive fields on the finger. We also measured the subject's fingerprints and found that there was a correlation between fingerprint size and the ability to resolve fine details of surfaces we found that subjects with small fingerprint ridges had higher spatial acuity. Now, this confirms an early study from Daniel Goldreich's lab in which they found that grading orientation discrimination thresholds were correlated with the fingerprint ridge spacing on the subject's hand. This is a study I refer to as Dainty Digits, published in the Journal of Neuroscience in 2005. This finding reinforces the importance of the fingerprint structure in tactile sensitivity in the human hand. It turns out that the most numerous touch receptors in the fingers, the Meissner corpuscles and the Merkel cells, are arranged at regular locations along the fingerprint ridges, meaning that a smaller fingerprint indicates a denser grid of mechanoreceptors. The fingerprints, by their uneven thickness, also seem to amplify vibrations of the skin as detected by Pacinian corpuscle, a finding previously reported by Sleeman Benzmeyer, Hannes Sal, and Allison Weber.
1: In our second experiment, we addressed the issue of whether smoothness was linked to the regularity of textile spacing in our surfaces. In this experiment, subjects compared the standard isotropic textures that had randomly dispersed textons to a new set of textures that were anisotropic, with textons arranged in a rectangular or diamond-shaped grid. These regular textures are similar to those previously tested by Charles Connor and Ken Johnson. We found that the regular anisotropic patterns were generally judged smoother than the isotropic textures, even when they had the same average spacing. The distinction between isotropic and anisotropic textures was particularly notable when we tested large wavelengths. We suggest that the regular patterns are more easily visualized than the irregular ones because it is likely that the afferents stimulated by regular texton patterns were repeatedly stimulated synchronously across the path of motion on the skin. This synchronous stimulation may be perceived in the CNS as smoother. In our third and fourth experiments, we went on to look at how the size and shape of individual textons influenced judgments of smoothness. In these experiments, the tips of bumps were either flat or rounded, and they varied in diameter from 0.1 to 0.5 millimeters. We found that textures with smaller diameter textons were generally judged less smooth, and textures with large textons were judged smoother. Overall, we found that the textures judged the smoothest were those with closely spaced textons and a large surface area, which typically stimulate adjacent papillary ridges. In contrast, the textures judged the least smooth or the roughest had smaller diameter textons that were spaced farther apart, thereby skipping several adjacent ridges. In general, a larger contact area was correlated with greater perceived smoothness.
0: What are the implications and next steps in your work?
1: The psychophysical
2: data we obtain posit specific response patterns from touch receptors in the skin and from cortical areas thought to process textured stimuli. These hypotheses need to be tested using similar protocols in animal studies. Given the similarity between human hands and those of monkeys, it would be particularly interesting to use a non-human primate model as a way to evaluate the neural correlates of such tactile sensations. We also know that texture roughness is important for mechanical tasks like grasping and holding objects. Objects with rough surfaces are generally easier to hold and require weaker grip forces because they feel less slippery. This has important implications for studying the acts of grasping, for example, and for rehabilitation medicine. They can provide a more controllable and more comfortable grasping surface on
1: objects designed with the 3D printing in mind. We also plan to conduct more studies using 3D printed stimuli that are not only strictly bump textures. We have the ability to fabricate models with more complex surfaces, like surfaces that replicate the texture of fabrics or natural materials. We hope to explore perceptual models by investigating the perception of these more complex types of geometries.
0: I'd like to thank our guests for participating in today's discussion of the article, Tactile Perception of the Roughness of 3D Printed Textures, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology.